This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz for the Comstock Report. No, it's not 1980. How bad will it get? It was my 70th birthday yesterday, and this is really only the second major Federal Reserve Bank tightening that I've experienced in my life, the first being in the early 1980s. Both were intended to kill inflation. In the 1980s, few had a clue that the Fed tightening would mean an ag sector depression. Dollar index strength, besting 113, made headlines this week, but the dollar index rose to 164 in the 1980s surge. That is hard to imagine. We were much more dependent on trade back then, importing much of our energy. Thank goodness for our ethanol industry today. In the 1980s, the Saudis paid crude oil to the dollar and have never regretted that link to our currency. The weak euro compounds their energy cost price squeeze today. The dollar will be the world reserve currency for a long time to come. The U.S. is now near net neutral and energy supply self-sufficiency. Higher gas prices here in the United States have been driven in part because of U.S. oil, gas, and petroleum exports. The government announced one more release of crude from our strategic petroleum reserve stocks in November. That should end the cycle as crude oil prices have now fallen below their $80 a barrel target. They said that they would buy crude to replace the strategic reserve below $80. Remember that Brent crude hit $123 a barrel last June. Sub-$80 a barrel oil is favorably valued for buyers. The Fed has told markets where they intend to take interest rates. They expect this round of Fed funds rate hikes to end near 4.5%, where they will stop and reassess the impact that they've had on inflation. That is far short of the 20% interest rates of the early 1980s. It is also well above the Fed's funds at 0% in 2008. I think that the Fed's new inflation target will be 4%, which is about all that can be expected, while the world economy's supply chains deglobalize. Stuff will not be as cheap as it was during the height of globalization, now on our rearview mirror, for posterity. I remember my late father-in-law telling me how his most shocking surprise from the Ag Depression of the 1980s was that he did not think that they would let it get that bad. What he meant by that is that they broke anyone who borrowed money with high interest rates to the point where they allowed farm banks to fail in droves due to their crushing underwater loan portfolios. Farmland lost 80% of its inflation peak value, high to low, in the subsequent washout. This created a cascade of asset liquidation as money became worth more than stuff and the government insured cash and government securities. The entire banking system was rocked, including the failure of the farm credit system and savings and loans. Then Fed Chairman Paul Volcker took no prisoners and allowed the financial system to absorb the massive losses. In 1980, the ag sector happened to be the most leveraged, so was also the most vulnerable to the credit tightening. The ag sector took the hit as a depression, while the general economy experienced a recession and benefited from the collapse in commodity exports and low raw material prices. For a number of years now, the Fed has been trying to give incentive to boost demand by encouraging investment in assets rather than hold cash in a bank at near 0% interest rates. They did that so long that it revised some inflation that they are now decided to kill. This turnaround provides investors an interest return on holding cash. I frankly do not see the economy as vulnerable as it was in 1980. The ag sector is not highly leveraged, in fact closer to the opposite. 
Most real estate and farmland leverage has been locked in at very low mortgage rates and will not change, and the buyers have a long-term horizon. The higher rates only impact new mortgages and loans. Lenders maintain very low asset-to-leverage ratios for farmland purchases, requiring buyers to have a lot of cash. For whatever reason, farmland values have held up but are nowhere near leverage levels that threaten to go underwater. That is good, as there is strong reason to believe that farmland values, like other real estate, will weaken for many of the same reasons soon. If you can eventually get 4 to 5% on cash in a bank, the cash is more likely to stay there than to be invested in a farm or the stock market. There is no doubt that the U.S. economy is going to slow down, but I do not see it as vulnerable as many other industrialized nations, which is why the U.S. dollar is as strong as it is. Asset value devaluation collapsed in a dynamo and old fashion in the 1980s as high interest rates made loans unserviceable. That is a long ways from happening. Homeowners could afford the homes they bought at low rates as long as they are employed. Employment is still strong, although there will be some weakening eventually. Even then, the core employment of homeowners is likely to remain stable. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.